Hello! Welcome to the Reup Podcast. You're Reup on everything pop culture from the mind 20-somethings. I'm back this week with both my regulars. So you got Dawson from last week. Hey. And then once again with us is Deshaun. Hey, yo, what's good? And after last week, Dawson came to me asking about something that I didn't really have a lot of expertise on. But I know this, this is one of Deshaun's bread and butter. So today, Deshaun's going to be taking us down the giant rabbit hole that is Warhammer. Because I don't know as much as he does, and Dawson wants to learn. And hopefully, yeah, well, by extension, everyone listening learns what this is. Because it's okay. a pretty cool thing. So, we, we got to start with the basics. Mm-hmm. In uh, first back in, in the first <laughs> in the first stage. <laughs> but no, uh, um, back in in the UK, there's a little company by the name of uh, Games Workshop, mm-hmm. and back in the day, they decided to make this uh, wacky game that had miniatures that you like paint, and it was called Warhammer, and yeah, and then those miniatures became super overpriced. But anyways. <laughs> um. So, which one would you like to get into? Because there are two sections of Warhammer. You have Warhammer Fantasy, and then you have Warhammer 40k, which takes place in the. I future. want 40k. Like I, I 40K. know I want 40k because that's the ones with the the space soldiers and stuff. Space uh, Marines. It, space Marines. If if I'm gonna get fantasy, I'll just play Dungeons and Dragons at that point. Well, I know it's a different game, but if I'm gonna play fantasy, I'll just play Dungeons and Dragons. Fantasy is like a strategy. Uh top table thing right yeah, yeah. But oh, all of warhammer's like gameplay uh is uh you use the miniatures on a table and like you use like a ruler to measure how far away they are it's it's basically like a have you ever played a like XCOM or divinity or anything like that yes I it's like that except tabletop that's the simple way to put it we're, we're diving deep into into nerd territory that's like everyone who plays like XCOM and stuff is, uh, no. That's diving very deep. So, with 40k, alright. This is kind of how it starts. Boom! The universe is created. And basically, what happens is that there's an advanced species, a forerunner species, the, the, the old ones, I believe, is what they're called. And they're doing their thing. And then. They run into this race called the Necrontier. Mm-hmm. And the Necrontier were born on this planet that's full of like radiation and like harshness, so they live very short lives. So they kind of uh, become used to death. And so the Necrontier are like, hey, we know you old ones have mastered immortality. Y'all gonna give that to us, right? Right? <laughs> and the old ones are like, nah, B. Get that shit out of my face. <laughs> And so the Necrontier are, like, fucking pissy about it. And they're like, what the fuck? And so, like, they get into this huge war with the old ones. And so in order to beat up the Necrontier, because they're really advanced with technology, the old ones create two races. One race, which is the Eldar, and the other race, which are the Orcs. Or the predecessors of the Orcs. I forgot their name. It's been a while, but... The Tyrdens? No, the Tyranids are different thing. Uh-huh. We're, we're, that's way further down. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So, the Eldar and the Orcs are basically, you know, Orcs are Orcs from, like, any fantasy. They're just big, dumb, green guys. Except 
In 40k, they are fungi, so basically, uh, you kill one, literally, its body is gonna create more. Yes. So basically, if an orc lands on your planet, you're kind of fucked. That's the faction I want. Um, then you have the Eldar, which are just space elves that have psyker abilities, which, uh, that leads to this thing called the warp, which the warp is the immaterial plane, so basically, you know, kind of like a fuck dimension of chaos but we're gonna get to that a little bit later so the necrotier get their ass beat by the old ones like the old ones are fucking stomping on them dude <laughs> and then fucking what happens is is um <laughs> now i might be wrong in order wise but anyways like you get the point the, the necrotier they end up making a deal with uh this race called the Catan. they're like mm-hmm beings made of pure energy that eat stars and the katan are like yo what's good homies uh y'all y'all don't want to die right and the necrotier are like yeah how yeah we don't want to die and so the necrotier are like all right the katan are like i bet and so they turn all the necrotier into fucking soulless robots called the necrons they're basically space robot mummies oh and so the Necrons start wrecking shit, and they start beating up on the old ones. But then they turn on the Catan, and then they seal the Catan in, like, old weapons. But then the Necrons get also kind of fucked up by the Tyranids. So the Necrons are currently in slumber on most planets, but you can accidentally wake them up, which is bad. Anyways, years and years go by. Um, the Eldar become an advanced civilization of their own and establish things. They live on these things called craft worlds. Well, they're like big spaceships that they live on, but that comes on later. Basically, the the Necrons, uh, not, excuse me, the Eldar become like so fucky. So, what happens is, you remember that warp that I was talking about? Yeah, the warp. Chaos and pure energy. So the warp is controlled by four major entities. You have corn, which is the blood oh, god. <laughs> Skulls for the skull throne. Uh, throne. Uh, blood for the blood god. You have you have Zeech, who is uh, the mean boy. He is a uh, a decider of fate and a changer of fate, and he likes to uh, fuck with reality and play mind games with people. You have Nurgle. Who is a big stanky boy? He likes death and rot. So, so like Nurgle from Grimmsy Billy and Mandy, the black guy. Pretty much, yeah. Except instead of that, it's like a disgusting, like morbidly obese creature that's constantly giving birth to tinier creatures. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, so those are the three main elder gods at uh um not um chaos gods at the time. And what happens is. is is the Eldar, they become very debaucherous with their society. They become, like, worse than the Romans. So what they do is they literally have, like, a giant murder-rape orgy on their home planet. It's, like, pretty bad. And so they end up birthing the fourth chaos god, Slanesh. Which Slanesh is a god of pleasure slash pain. Well, it. Because it has neither gender it, it has both. It's weird. Hellraiser. Both pleasure and pain. 
Yes, that's basically what Soledesh's uh, thing is about. Now, fast-forwarding to Earth, uh, basically, uh, this is Grug Grug Caveman era. A bunch of, uh, psycher shamans that are connected to the warp all commit, uh, ritual suicide together, and then they are reincarnated into one man. That man is, is the god emperor, but we're, we're gonna get to that point. So, this, this legendary dude who's just, like, so, so badass... He just kind of stays in the shadows and watches humanity for a long time. Even uh, after a certain point, humanity moves out into space and starts colonizing the galaxy. But then we got good for our own britches and created AI. And then that AI went out of control and proceeded to murder people. And so... Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, the birth of Slanesh opened up a giant rip in the center of the Milky Way called the Eye of Terror. Oh no. Which is literally just a hole of just warp energy spewing out that demons and stuff come out of. But anyways, uh, humanity spans out into the galaxy. Then we get to a huge uh, kind of civil war with the AI, and the AI like wrecks our booty cheeks. So basically, all communication, all communication between all of the different planets human uh, humanity has colonized has been cut off. And at that moment, the God Emperor is like, "I, right, I'm sick of this shit." Because he's on Earth still. He didn't, he didn't go anywhere. He just sat in the shadows. And so, like, Earth is now, like, a Mad Max apocalypse full of, like, techno-barbarians and, like, people murdering each other left and right. Oh. And the God Emperor is like, alright, I'm done with this shit. So he grabs up, like, some techno-barbarians and turns them into his first super soldiers called the Thunder Warriors. The Thunder Warriors and the uh, God Emperor run a train over Earth. And basically, he forces everybody to submit under his rule. And then what happens is, is that the God Emperor takes over the world, and uh, he has he develops these uh, super soldiers called the Adeptus Custodes, which are his royal bodyguard. Now, his royal bodyguard, pretty great legion, uh, pretty great army. I, I like them. They're gold boys that wear pointy helmets. But uh, the Adeptus Custodes... <laughs> They're different than a space marine because they're more closer to an average person, but they're more badass than a space marine. Like, they can easily kill, like, several space marines like it's nothing. Mm. And the Adeptus Custodes just slaughter all the rest of the Thunder Warriors because the God Emperor is, like, trash. I got a new design for them anyways. Well, and so what happens is the God Emperor, well, he's just the Emperor at this point. Uh, he makes... Uh, the Adeptus Custodes, uh, the Adeptus Astartes, which are your space marines, the, the big boys with the big shoulders. Right, aren't they like seven foot super buff? Like, like they're, alien, they're not even human anymore at that point. They're, they're barely human because, like, they have, like, an extra, uh, an extra lung, like, an organ that allows them to spit venom. Uh, if they eat things on a planet, they can see the memories of the creature that they ate to learn an ecosystem. Like, they're barely human at this point. Wow. They're just like murder monster machines. They're very ungovernable. Yes. And so what happens is, is that he makes the Adeptus Astartes, and he's like, "All right, uh, time to reunite humanity." And so he creates uh, twenty genetically engineered boys, boyos, called uh, good boys, called the Primarchs. Oof. And the Primarchs are made with his genetics. 
Mm. So they're his children. They're his children. They're his sons. But some chaos god, some the forces of chaos kidnap all the Babu primarchs and disperse them across the galaxy. So uh, the emperor takes his space marines and goes out into the galaxy and look, starts looking for his sons. <sighs> all right, so time to get into the list of the primarchs because they're 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 interesting characters. So. The Primarchs, uh, as the uh, Emperor is going across the galaxy, you know, reuniting humanity and making humanity strong in, and forcing all the heretics to submit. Um, because one of the things about the Emperor's rule is that uh, he has an imperial truth, and that consists of se- several different things, but mainly the big one is don't worship me like a god. Religion is stupid. Science for the win. But AIs are don't. Don't use AI. So instead, in the Imperium, they use, uh, what's this thing called? It's, it's kind of fucked up. They use servitors, which are basically someone who's been, like, punished, or, like, a prisoner or something, who, or a heretic, who has been lobotomized and forced to become a, a, a living computer. Mm-hmm. So they're often used for, like, slave labor or, like, computer stuff. Also, you have uh, genetically engineered people called navigators, which the Imperium uses to travel around space. Okay. Okay. And basically, the Empire, uh, the Emperor, he's going to uh, like each planet, conquering them. The first one he obviously runs into is Mars. So, on Mars, uh, there's this crazy cult of like fucking tech priests. And they are, you know, they worship machines. They believe in this god called the Omnisaya. And they love machinery. But, like, they worship it, like, heavily. Like, they do, like, some Catholic, like, ceremonies whenever they, like, find a toaster. (laughs) And so what happens is... uh, He runs into the Adeptus Mechanicus, the, uh, the, the tech priest. And... They're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm your god, lol. And they're like, no, you're not. And then he like fixes one of their computers, and they're like, oh my god, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and so he allows them to continue with their heresy of worshiping stuff that's, Price you know. Restart on one of the computers. Fucking, <laughs> he's a god. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so he allows them to continue on, and they make all of the technology for the Imperium on Mars. And so, uh, as he's spreading out, each one of the Primarchs were sent to different planets by the Chaos Entities. And boy, some of them are interesting. So you have Horus. Horus is a, he's a good boy, for the most part. He does, he pulls a Judas later on. Oh no. Uh, his legion's name was the Sons of Horus. Or... The Luna Wolves, because also, uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that each one of the legions of Space Marines, their genetic information comes from their Primarch. So each Primarch is supposed to lead a certain legion of Space Marines, because they're literally genetically similar to these Space Marines at this point. Mm-hmm. So Horus, he has the sons of Horus. He is, he is ball boy, but he is, he was smart. He's a brilliant tactician, and he was the Emperor's favorite. 
for the most part. Yeah, Lehman Russ, who is the Space Wolves. He is basically Space Viking. Slash furry. There's a lot of weird stuff with him. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Ferris Magnus. Uh, the Iron Hands. He, um... He likes to build shit. He, he's... I... Uh, you got Fulgrim. The, with the Emperor's Children. Which, Fulgrim... Self-absorbed asshole. You got Vulcan. Who is... His skin is black. What? Is that, yes, that, that really, his, is that really a, a descriptor that needed? Like, he, why can't no, no, like that's black? his number one descriptor is that like his skin is like charcoal black. I'm not like saying like he's oh. African American. <laughs> he is like actually just charcoal black with red eyes. Oh, because that's freaking cool. He's like the the 1940s, you know that the whole joke you you flip off the blacks the light switch and all you see is the, the dude's eyes. Yeah, that that's what he is but uh oh, no. his planet is like volcanic and ashy and his uh, group is the salamanders and Vulcan is the nicest of the primarchs he's oh, a nice boy it's ashy. but the salamanders use uh flamers which are in this description they burn shit so uh you don't want to get on their bad side because they will burn down everything that you love but you they're pretty nice about it though so it's cool do you think his knees ever get ashy uh, he needs lotion. That is a good question. Does does Vulcan's knees get ashy? <laughs> he needs to get like lotion, or it's gonna be white. <laughs> um, I can see you his have, eyes, his teeth, and his knees. You have Rogaldorn with the Imperial Fist. Uh, the Imperial Fist love doing fortifications and defense, and Rogaldorn like had his own like little successful empire going on before the empire uh, before the emperor came. Uh, Robute Gilliman and the Ultramarines, the Blue Boys, the Ultra Smurfs as they call them, because the Ultramarines were literally written to be they're pretty ultra, ultra OP. Like they're they're really overpowered and dumb. And that's the always the one you see in the mainstream. If everyone's making like the space yeah, when- jokes, it's gonna be the Ultra Blue. Shiny boys. Yeah. The Bud Lights over there. Yeah, Gilliman is like this, like, he's this generic looking white dude with like blonde hair. He like has like a little crown of like olives around his head. He He's kind of a dickhead. But he's alright. Um, you got Magnus the Red. Now, Magnus is one of my favorites. Uh, he was a nerdy boy. Uh, all the other Primarchs didn't really like him because he was a Psyker, and the Emperor was always weary about Psykers because he was a Psyker himself, so he knew how much damage a Psyker could do. Mm-hmm. But uh, Magnus was cool. Uh, the planet that he lived on was uh, Egyptian-based, so like he has like the cool Egyptian themes, and he led the Thousand Sons. Um, ooh, you got Sanguinius. So uh, Sanguinius is... Uh, he is basically the perfect Primarch. He is blonde, long blonde flowing hair. He has, like, literally a pair of ange- uh, angelic wings. Like, he, he's what you think when you see a, you know, a, a, Presbyter- a white Presbyterian church's uh, angel. Uh, not, not the, not the uh, Old Testament, a bunch of eyes. 
No, not not the the horrific Old Testament wheel monstrosity. Wheel monstrosity. <laughs> the flaming wheels. The flaming wheels, all the eyes and the disembodied voice. But uh, Sanguinius, uh, even though he was perfect boyo, uh, he had kind of issues because uh, he had this thing called uh, where he would just go into like a blind rage. So all of his uh, all of his legion kind of suffers from that. They are the Blood Angels. Uh, there's a faction of the Blood Angels that consumes the flesh of their enemies, but I digress. Um, you have Lionel Johnson. What? What? Uh, yeah, Lionel Johnson sounds like the blackest name, but not he's even, not, not black. even that. It just all these grand <laughs> names and mythical chaos gods. And some normal, normal-looking dude named fucking normal Lionel. dude named Lionel Johnson. Lionel Johnson. No, it, it, okay, it's not Lionel like as in like the actual name. So it is like the word lion, L, like as in L T Gray or like fucking Lion L Johnson. Oh. And then Johnson. Huh. <laughs> okay. What is lion? What is Lion L Johnson like? Lion L. Johnson, uh, so basically the planet that he landed on was, like, a Knights of the Round Table, like, fucking primeval, medieval planet. So, like, he's, like, a cool night man who, like, does night things. His legion is, like, a dark green color, and they are the Dark Angels. They used to be, like, a, like, kind of white color. It, it's weird. There's a lot of lore behind that. But, uh, then you have, uh, Perturabo and the Iron Warriors. No one cares about Perturabo. Fuck Perturabo. Well, I, that's what's my hot take. What's wrong with Perturabo? <laughs> he just exists. Like, I forgot, like, his special trait. What was special about him? Oh, I see. Uh, you got Mortarian. Mortarian, which is the Death Guard. Now, Mortarian landed on a, uh, a fucking nasty smog world. And, like,. He was adopted by, like, a, a fucking evil sorcerer man. So Mortarian wears, like, a gas mask, but he's basically immune to, like, most poisons, and, like, he's he like, uses... He's a Kha'Zix from fucking... Uh, he's a Kha'Zix from League of Legends. Or, like, um... What was, what was the dude from Apex Legends? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That That is what Mortarian the is. The pesticide uh, guy? Yeah. And he carries around, like, a he huge scythe as his weapon. Like, he wears, like, a hoodie, he has, like, a huge scythe, it, it's pretty cool. But, uh, you got Lorgar. Lorgar was an interesting boy. He was kind of the runt in the litter, because he wasn't really good at combat like his brothers. But, he was really good at studying and convincing people. So, he became part of the Legion of the Word Bearers. Now, Lorgar kind of serves an important part in this, uh, the main story, which we'll get back to later. <laughs> Oh, you right? Had to take a sip of water. Mm. Been talking too much. <laughs> okay, now we got uh, we're we're at Jagatai Khan and the White Scars. Now, Jagatai Khan is basically Genghis Khan, except uh, his legion uses motorcycles instead of horses. That sounds. Metal, yeah. like Mad Max. I, I'm here for that. That that sounds dope. Jagatai, he's pretty cool. Uh, you got Conrad Curse and the Night Lords. Ooh. Uh, basically they are uh, 
Batman. But a lot edgier. Yeah. So, that's, that's uh, so Bible man, basically. Yeah. 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 It's Bible man, dude. <laughs> beating up people left and right. And uh, praising God. Beating up sinners. <laughs> beating up sinners. Yeah, that's actually kind of, yeah, that fits pretty perfectly for this. Uh, <laughs> you got Angron. Angron, okay. So Angron, uh, he is, uh, he kind of got the shit hand. So the planet that he landed on was a gladiatorial arena. And then he got kidnapped, and they shoved these things in his head called the Butcher's Nails, which are basically... Oh, that does not sound good. Yeah, it's basically an invasive surgical procedure that leaves, like, these tendril things in your head, which basically... A, they're slowly killing him because nerve damage. And also, B, the only it only releases dopamine in his brain when he's doing something incredibly violent or angry. That's That's... That's yeah. not fun. <laughs> so, like, uh, when the Emperor arrived at his world, he was about to, like, fight with his brothers, the Gladiator brothers, and the Emperor was like, yo, uh, Angron, you gonna come with me because you're my son? And Angron's like, no, let me die with my brothers! And the Emperor was like, nah, dude, you're just gonna get fucking murked by that force. Fuck that. And so he just, like, beamed up Angron, and Angron was fucking pissed about it. And his legion is the World Eaters. And basically, if, the, if you hear the World Eaters are showing up, you better run, because uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. They spare nobody. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> then you have Corvus Corax and the Raven Guard. Uh, basically, think about... Batman. But uh, they steal shit. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you have... Alpharius Omegon in the Alpha Legion, but nobody knows about them. Nobody knows what happened to them. That's lost history. So, you remember that boy Logar that I was talking about? The runt of the litter? Yeah. Yeah. So, he ends up kind of breaking the Imperial truth because he ends up establishing a religion about the Emperor. Oh. And he starts convincing people to worship him so like all across the fucking empire just this religion pops up isn't this fucking, the guy that can't feel any dopamine unless he's doing unless no, he's doing something this is very violent Lorgar the guy who uh who's really good at convincing people oh he's kind of the runt the litter and Lorgar he he makes this religion and like he starts spreading this word and like the emperor's you know sitting at a, in, a, in this spaceship, and he's like, what the fuck are the word bearers doing? Like, everybody else has conquered, like, 20 pan- uh, planets, like, you know, per day. And the word bearers are just going at a slow, like, five planets. What is he doing? He arrives. He, uh, he arrives at the, the, the word bearers' homeworld, and then he just sees a bunch of statues of himself, and he's like, Uh-oh. what the fuck? It's like a grand cathedral worldwide, basically. And Logar's like, my father, I've come to worship you. Please let us worship you. And the Emperor's just, like, so disgusted that he, like, forces everybody to fucking kneel with his psychic powers. And he's just like, get this shit out of here. And he just basically uh, tortures the planet. 
Oh no. So Logar goes into like a deep depression and then he starts getting like some whispers from some fucking chaos gods to, you know, do bad shit. Oh, and then Logar <laughs> Logar whispers into fucking uh Horace's ear and he's like, you know, daddy doesn't love you. And then Horace is like, No, what are you talking about? Dad loves me, I'm his favorite. And then fucking what happens is the Emperor's like, Alright, kitties, uh you guys can continue the great uh purge across the galaxy, the great fucking uh, the Great Crusade. Uh, I'm gonna go back to Earth and uh, finish the secret project that I've been working on that will help us do space travel better. But uh, basically, he goes back to Earth and fucking Boohoo Horse gets upset because he's like, My father has abandoned me. And then he starts getting whispers of chaos in his ear, and then it kind of goes to shit from there. Basically, the Empire gets fucking split in a half between. Like, the Primarchs who, like, fucking betray the Emperor. Because, uh, for several different reasons. Uh, Magnus left because fucking the Emperor got mad at him for some dumb shit that happened. Like, uh, it's pretty much the world's worst, like, fucking rebellious kid face. <laughs> Except, you know, instead of, uh, just, uh, you know, the kid talking back at you. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it's, uh is, is your kid with a army, killing. with a legion of uh, of deadly space marines, and also they're also getting help from demons. So, yeah. Also, each one of the primarchs that leave become like great demon lords. So that's also what happens. So uh, the ones who leave are. Uh, uh, Fulgrim leaves with the Emperor's children. Um, Magnus leaves with the Thousand Sons. Uh, Perturabo leaves. Lorgar leaves. Mortarian leaves. And uh, Angron leaves, obviously, because he's an angry boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so they all start working for the, each one of the four Chaos Gods, and the Emperor's like, what the fuck? And so what happens is, is that, uh, eventually, uh, there's a showdown. Uh, Sanguinius ends up getting fucking murked by Horus. Oof. And then the Emperor's like, what the fuck? You just murdered my favorite, one of my favorite sons! <laughs> and then what happens is, is, uh, the Emperor, like, gets into a fight. for five minutes, and you guys pull on some shit. Yeah, the Emperor gets into a fight with, uh, Horus and gets severely fucked up. Ooh. So, like, he's basically a corpse of himself now. But he's still hanging on because he has the Psyker energy. So what happens is, is that after this whole event, uh, they take the Emperor's body back to Earth, and they establish, they create this thing called the Golden Throne, which is basically the world's biggest life support. So, it's so, like the Odin Sleep type of shit, like the Golden Power Throne of Asgard. Yeah, it's like the Odin Sleep is at worst, because, like, the Emperor's body is just a fucking rotten skeleton. Oh, connected right? to this thing. But he's alive. He's alive, though. He's alive, though. You know, he's just holding he's on. Uh, uh, he can send psychic messages to people. Alright. I, I was like, if he can't but communicate with anybody... He hardly does it anymore because he's yeah, focusing yeah. on something. You can just claim so, dead. What happens is is that, like, basically they, uh, they sacrifice a thousand psychers a day across the Imperium to throw into this machine to feed the Emperor's psychic energy to keep him alive. Mm. 
and the Emperor is focusing on keeping up this thing called the Webway, which the Webway is something that the navigators, the people that help navigate ships, the weird mutant people that help navigate ships, it allows them to see through the warp. So now the Imperium is able to use warp travel, which is a, a, basically cutting a hole through the warp to get through uh, to get through places faster. Mm. So the Emperor is using all of his fucking psychic energy to maintain that, so the Empire can still run while he's gone. No one's gonna look into I don't know like uh, getting the Emperor better. It's just like we're just gonna. I mean, he. Oh well, he's in stasis. Okay, people are looking at that. Yeah. So, okay. What happens is that, uh, also, you got several other factions kind of running around, also, all, throughout so, the Empire. So this also going, this is going from game to game, right? This is not all one super lore. It, it, this is all one lore. Like, so, like, how, you know how D&D has additions? Yes. Uh, Warhammer is in its eighth edition. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This has been going on for a long time. A lot of lore, a lot of changes, a lot of retcons. But, uh, 40k, um, you have, uh, some other factions running around. So you have the Tau, which are basically blue people that have red eyes that, uh, have a face vagina. What? It, it, that's what it looks like. Their nose looks like a face vagina. It's just like a slit on their face. Oh. It, it's weird. The Tau are, uh, weeaboos. They like mechas. Hey, and, uh, hey, they have good taste. And guns. And guns. Like plasma guns. Which they, is kind of... They have good taste. I mean, you fuck. Nah, B. That, that's, that's not what this universe is about, so they're trash. Oh. Well, that's what everybody memes on them about. Oh. LOL. Imagine not using melee combat and ripping your opponent in half. But anyways, the Tau, uh... They believe in this thing called the the greater good. It's it's basically space communism. Uh, don't don't fall for their their shit. They're 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 pretty like they're low key corrupt, but they're pretty nice for like most of the factions. They have their fucked up parts, but they're pretty nice. Whatever. Uh, you have you remember the Eldar's, the space elves that we were talking about earlier. Hmm. So when they uh when they uh murder fucked Slanesh into existence, they kind of split into two different groups. You have the Dark Eldar, which are basically a uh, sadomasochist. Okay. And the regular Eldar, which dipped out on craft worlds, which are giant spaceships that hold their people. Nice. Um, who else am I missing? Oh yeah, the Tyranids. So, while, you know, the Empire is, you know, purging all those Xeno scum because the Empire hates all aliens, uh, what happens is, um, they run into these things called the Tyranids. So, the Tyranids are basically giant bugs that fucking consume planets, eat them dry, absorb genetic material, and then, like, make fucking stronger soldiers out of that. It's pretty scary. And, like, the Tyranids just start popping up on opposite ends of the galaxy, so nobody knows where they're really coming from. And, yeah, they have a hive mind. And also, one of the scariest things is that um, they kind of produce this natural aura where it blocks out any warp energy. 
Huh. So basically, your ship will stop working properly. <laughs> you won't see them. You won't see them coming. Stops? Jesus. You won't see them coming. Any psychers that are in the area will be flipping their shit because they can't feel anything. Oh man. It, it's it's scary, and so the Tyranids are like pretty awful. They they consume shit, and then also they infiltrate societies. So what happens is is that Tyranids go and dock. What they do is um, they oftentimes infect people in like planets, and those people slowly start mutating, and they'll create what is called a gene stealer cult. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. And gene stealer cults are, are are pretty horrifying because. They just pop out of nowhere, and then it's already too late. There's probably a Tyranid ship heading your way to obliterate your planet. Oof. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I, I can see why no one likes Tyranids. Yeah, and that's kind of the universe at hand. Everybody's just fighting each other. That... And you have different unique factions from different planets. It just seems like nobody is in the right. Like, everyone's fucked up in their own kind of way. Yeah, that's what Warhammer's kind of about. Everybody is wrong. Dawson's still here. Yeah, he should be. He's right there. I'm still here. Um, the reason I've been silent, uh, a little bit. Absorb this knowledge. I'm absorbing the knowledge. And also, um, as we were speaking, um, a trailer came out. I saw it on my Twitter feed, but I haven't watched it because I was getting... Wait, what trailer? For the new Batman movie? The Batman trailer just came out. I haven't watched okay. yet. How did it look so far? Is it... And also, the new Suicide Squad game uh, trailer came out. As we were speaking. Um, so, you know. Dude, I only saw the, uh, the Gotham Knights stuff. That was it. The Gotham Knight looks so good. I, I'm kind of worried, though, because, like, I don't know how I feel about, like, these RPG mechanics coming into, like, an Arkham game. But I do like the idea that it's multiplayer, so. Yeah, that, that I'm really enjoying that. But the Batman movie, not to get, like, too much off topic, this movie looks really good. Um, So far, like, the trailer, it looks like it's... It really, like, they really were right about this when they were saying, like, when I was just looking at different, um, like, watching different people talk about it, they were saying that it was going to be more of a detective movie. And it's really going to be more of a detective movie. And I, I'm glad. It's a it's a nice change of pace. Because this is like the... Yeah. Well, I mean, every, every, every year they do reboot the Batman series in its own kind of that, universe. But does it look good? Like, does it... Does it looks really good. I think that it's Hush is the main villain. Oh, Ooh, that's a different choice. That's a different choice than okay. Oh yeah, and oh, and this Batman can fight too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I was I was actually gonna think that they were gonna they were gonna make the Owl Society the main villain, but they're doing that. The for, Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. Excuse me, get it right. I'm oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. But, but they're doing that for the um, Arkham Knights game, which is gonna be cool. Yeah, I, for the Gotham Knights, I'm glad that they're yeah. doing that for Gotham Knights. But, yeah, uh, like, I think it's one of the best modern Batman stories, like yes. in like the most recent like yes. years. Oh yeah. But okay, so here's here's a here's a thing that I've seen around the internet and only like I get a handful of people that kinda of agree with me. Oh a good Joker 
a good actor for Joker would be William Defoe. Am I William just, Defoe would be an amazing like uh, for an older movie, Batman. Like, uh, I would say like okay, it depends on what you're going for. So like, if you're going for like a Christopher Nolan Batman that's a little bit more serious, no. But if you're going for something that's trying to uh, suspended disbelief of the audience, mm-hmm. then yes. This because is this why he made a good Green Goblin. Who who is your favorite? Is a good because who is your favorite Joker? Because for me, Heath Ledger. See, Heath Ledger is really. But for me, I every time I think of Joker, I will always think Mark Hamill. Well, I mean, Mark I, Hamill. That's not really like he's, when he's you say your Joker. favorite Joker, like. Mark Hamill is obviously like the animated version. So yeah, like, he he is the like, animated version. So, but like when I think of when when you say your favorite Joker, like I'm thinking, I was thinking like you were saying like more like uh, live action. Um, yeah, I mean, Joker. Does does it, does, it, does it take? Does it have to be different in forms of? And, and character? no, I and think, actually, like I'm glad that you actually brought that up because. Since you were not talking about live action, Mark Hamill is my favorite because it's just so iconic. Like when I hear when I when I'm reading Batman comics, when I read The Killing Joke, like even before the movie came out, before the movie came out, when I was reading The the, uh, Killing Joke, I'm hearing Mark Hamill's voice, and I'm hearing Kevin Conroy's voice is is Batman. I'm it's yeah. Like in my head, when I think or I hear Joker, I think to Mark Hamill, and I come to two things: the original Mask of the Phantasm, in how he played Joker in that movie, and then the Batman. Uh, sorry, the what was it? It was the Batman Beyond movie, and specifically the flashback of him torturing Tim Drake for a week. Those two were so instilled into my head of how 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 dark bat, um, Joker could be in the constraint of being in the anime universe, but like, mm-hmm. was right. anytime I hear or read Joker, it's in Mark Hamill's voice. It's, it's, it's one of two things. It's, it's either Heath Ledger, or if it's like, and this is maybe seem really weird, but if it's a really gritty story of Joker, I think of John DiMaggio. Okay, like, that that is an interesting choice. That's an interesting Look, choice. And the yeah. reason why, um, because John DiMaggio, he played, um, he played Joker in my favorite Batman movie ever, uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. That is my favorite Batman movie ever, and John DiMaggio plays such a good Joker. You remember the it the now which now which swing do you see better? Front hand, <laughs> smacks Jason Todd, or back hand, and it smacks Jason Todd, and like that that voice acting kind of just ingrained in me. If it's if if I read the Killing Joke, I'm reading uh, uh, Mark Hamill. But when I'm like reading something like, um, what's that one? It's called The Joker. I cannot remember who it's by for the life of me right now. Um, but in that story, it, it's based off of Heath Ledger. But I'm definitely hearing John DiMaggio's voice. And for those who don't know who John DiMaggio is, he's he's the voice of Jake from Adventure Time. He's the voice of Vanda and Draken from uh. Keep from um from Kim Possible, but John DiMaggio, it it's it's such an iconic voice. Um, yeah, he has like a certain like cadence to his voice that just. It's funny. He also uh, he was in the Killing Joke, but he played a different character. Yeah, and 
and I, I, I don't know. It's just you kind of just if you watch the movie, it's it's so it's such a good performance, and I, I, I don't think people really give him the credit for having like a really good Joker voice, but that Joker, it seems it seems more like his Joker. Like when I hear uh, Mark Hamill's uh, Joker, it's more if it's like killing like a, a smiley fish uh, joke or like a crazy big city scheme but if yeah. i'm gonna see like but with john demott like in the movie like the void like on the movie it's kind of the joker he doesn't have some big scheme where it's like big citywide scheme he just beats the he beats the crap out of jason he he's in jail most of it when he breaks he when he breaks out he just he kind of just does everything by himself it doesn't that joker really it's he does have villain like he does have um henchmen but it doesn't seem like he needs henchmen as yeah. much like he doesn't have them as much to just do like wild things and when i think of He's like just an anarchist exactly like that anarchy joker that's probably everyone's goes to heat ledger because you can you can always change a character you write them differently even though well, actually you have a main staple like joker or batman that people are going to always assume is going to be this I, this dark Crown Prince of Clive, he's goofy, but he's a bad guy. No no one, it was a, a breath of fresh air for the character, and on top of that, he they did it well. Like, well he I was going to say, like, good. the scarier anarchy Joker, in my opinion, is fucking Joaquin Phoenix. No, that's... So, 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 wait. I agree. Let me explain I agree myself. So, like, I, I think Heath Ledger did an over, overall better, uh, better at performance. Like, mm -hmm. just better, like, mm -hmm. in, in general. But the reason why I say Joaquin Phoenix is like the scarier idea of like complete chaos is because, okay, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, yes, he was kind of chaotic and he wanted to cause mass chaos, but he had a plan. You know, he was organized. It's like, mm -hmm. but Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is just some guy who's been fucked over by society and he's just upset and he doesn't care about what everybody else is doing. He could care less. He's just gonna go do his own thing, which I want to see a little bit more of that. Just like this fucking fringe psychopath just walking around Gotham, doing whatever. The, the everyman Joker, kind of. Yeah, the everyman Joker. And if they ever wanted to tie it into something else, I would say that like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was like the first quote-unquote Joker, and any other Joker that pops up is a inspiration of sorts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. I, that ties into like the the three jokers uh, theory, not the three joker theory, but like the three joker thing that they had in, yeah, um, the, the comics and stuff, yeah, yeah, in the comics. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. Like, I can imagine like Heath Ledger's Joker, like with <laughs> like a PowerPoint presentation showing all his instruments. So at this time, I need you to do this, or we cannot have right, this specific you, thing. Right, I need you to be here. So I need you to surgically implant the foam into his stomach. All right. Like, come on, and you have to do it at this exact time, or my plan won't work. Like, he says he doesn't have a plan. You gotta, you gotta but, do it at this time, or the punchline doesn't work. Or the punchline. Like, there's no way he doesn't have a plan, man. Like, of course, you know, I, I think that's the, the, the office meeting, you know. All right, guys, uh, uh, here's the coffee and donuts are over there. Uh, warning, one of the donuts might be poisoned, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the donuts might be poisoned, so watch out. He's like, oh, but already ingested. I already ate like three of them. Well, well, you better hope you don't get a poison one then. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you know, he's coming with the the USB with the with the you know the PowerPoint, you know, neatly written out. 
you know, because that's the only way his plan could have worked. Let's be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. Like it was too, too. It was too much stuff that had that was like pinpoint precision that it didn't work. And and also like one thing that I know, like he does, like he had a plan. You remember at the beginning of the movie when he was like, no, 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 I can't. He's like, no, 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 I kill the bus driver. And he's like, what? And then the bus driver flies through the thing like, Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. We know he didn't have a plan. We know for 100% fact. He's just a crazy dude. Right. He's just like some dude who's just like, you know what? I'm done. You know what? Fuck society. that's (laughs) That's a good message for everybody, you know? You know, we're already starting to see it. You know, South American countries, people dressed up like Joker at, oh my God. at riots. <laughs> now, I definitely got to watch this uh, new Batman trailer. Cause oh, my God. It's probably one of the... It's, oh, it's going to be... It's always a backbone, a staple of my superhero, like, love. Like, it's... Like, my my top five or top ten superheroes between DC and Marvel will always fl- uh, shift and change. But the guy who will always be here is going to be Batman it's in Bat- that universe. Because Batman is just awesome. Batman is... It's... It, he's, like... I cannot wait for that movie to come out. Because instead of getting the... Because I... I'll be honest. I actually enjoyed uh, Ben Affleck as Batman because his parts in the movie were kind of you know, the, the best I parts of Batman. See, like, I agree with you. Like, if I'm, they marketed that movie as a Batman movie and spent more time with Batman and Ben Affleck, I was like, fine. I liked every time he was on screen and him being Batman felt and Bruce like, Wayne. Yeah, you know, he felt like a genuine Bruce Wayne. He felt like an older Bruce Wayne, you know. Right. He felt like some guy that actually is a rich millionaire. And then also he felt like, you know, he felt like an arc of Batman, especially when he was fighting. He just sliding across the screen, punching people left and right. Exactly. Like, like, especially like those, like, not compilation, but those, like, edited videos where it's, like, Batman from that movie, like, from the Arkham game, they put, like, the arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like, feel like the way he fought in that movie, it was during that time, like, you know that time when after Jason died and Batman was kind of losing it? Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what it is yeah. because remember we saw the the, the Jason outfit with the fucking ha <laughs> well it wasn't Jason it was it was it was Dick's suit well it was Dick's outfit but no it's Jason's outfit I understand what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, that's Jason's outfit like, that's why the DCEU is just it makes me so it's so the DCEU is is bad but I feel bad because. Like from what um Ben Affleck like he wanted like from just interviews and stuff I, he was very passionate about this yeah like, he was supposed he to be creating his own Batman movie exactly and then they were like no we're not gonna do that uh, apparently but he, apparently like this is news too he's coming back for the uh the Flash movie so at least we get to see him at least we get to see him one more good time as I, Batman I know I know also didn't they fire Ezra Miller because of like the shit that he did like did he like. Like, he, like, punched some chick. The, the chick, the dude who plays, like, The Flash. Huh. Oh, they did? They fired him? they fired Ezra Miller. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But, I, I mean, let me look that up. Let me fact check. I mean, it's kind of awkward now because, like, they kind of put... He, he had a cameo in The Flash TV show as The Flash. As I, a I, parallel Flash. I do like The Flash in the TV show better, but I'm always rooting for... I, I heard this idea pitched around the internet, and I totally fell in love with it. I wanted... A new 
they were going to do a Batman Beyond live action, and the old Bruce Wayne in the movie was going to be Michael Keaton, the 1989 oh, Batman. But that would be super old. Really that would be perfect. Cool. I don't know who going to be Terry McGinnis, but they already had a perfect old Batman. Like that would have been cool. You know, you know what's funny though? They could have got Robert Pattinson. Okay, play, so like uh, Terry he McGinnis. was. Ezra Miller was close to being fired after what he did because uh, he he uh, he was like in like some country somewhere, and like some chick was joking around like play fighting with him, and then like he just got real serious out of nowhere. It just like started to beat up on this chick. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this video of it. I don't, it's I pretty, don't, I don't it's know if Robert Pattinson would be a good Terry McGinnis. He seems a, he's a bit older. Like he yeah, he's a bit older. And I, but I mean, and I don't want to cast um, what's his name from the the Spider Man because he's always Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland because he's always he's he's, he's too whole, he's too bright to be Terry McGinnis. Yeah, Terry McGinnis is kind of like a rebel. We need someone like. Uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let that one, the one kid that was in uh, the one kid that was in uh, it in, oh, and also Stranger. Ben Wolford. Yeah, that kid. I guess. Just, I, you know, I could see like a a younger Joseph Gordon Levitt. I mean, that's why I was kind of upset that they didn't continue the Nolan verse because it's set up for him to be mad or to be a Robin. Right, I do. Yeah, right. Man, fuck Warner Brothers for that. I was just saying that. Have you seen that that new movie on Netflix with Jamie Foxx? Um, Power. Yeah, Power. I was just watching that last night and I was like, dang. Was it good or bad? My my dad watched it and he said it was yeah, like the fight scene, the yeah. were good. It was just it could be developed more. That's what I'm saying. The, I, I saw the I, trailer I, for it. He said it wasn't bad. It wasn't completely a crap. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just. So basically, like in the movie, like without giving any spoilers, um, it 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 had a very amazing concept, and I feel like the concept could have been explored more. Um, but it was it was not bad acting by any means. It wasn't a it wasn't a bad story. But I feel like the story that they were trying to tell, and the concept of the thing, uh, the concept of the movie, like the main concept. I don't think this is a spoiler, but they just have pills. Like the main concept of the movie is like everyone they have these pills out that give you superpowers for five minutes, and and so I feel like that could have been explored more um, with people getting. I feel, and with the story that they told, it kind of so it's kind of like boring a, compared to it. It was kind of boring compared to the big world and all the stuff that was going on. It started off really good, but then it kind of got boring and not boring, but it just got tired and it wasn't the 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 concept wasn't explored as much as I wanted it to. That's be. that's kind of a oof for me because I'm just like, damn. Jamie Foxx is such a good actor. No, like, like Jamie Foxx was my favorite character in the movie. And like cool. the thing is that like with Jamie Foxx, like hot take, the Amazing Spider-Man Two is as bad of a movie it is. Jamie Foxx did a decent job as Electro, and it also the soundtrack is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, the soundtrack's a pretty banger. Not gonna lie, but yeah, that that kind of makes me upset. So I was like, damn, you know, uh, a nice like. Because I, I, I like seeing superhero films 
from like uh from an African American stance because like we don't get that very often and when it's done like sometimes it's done kind of very poorly so like I was really hoping that this one would be a, a good like kind of take on that right the last good one in my mind is fucking Static Shock not even Blade? Well, Blade came out at, before Static Shock, right? Yeah, what about Black Panther? I mean, Black Panther, but that takes place in Africa. True, true, yeah. Predominantly. It, in Wakanda. I'm trying to think of a good... Like, I, I want a realistic... American, American, a realistic African-American... <laughs> I mean, got, Luke Cage... You got, you got Steel... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why did you bring Steel? that Yeah, it's Steel. <laughs> I, I mean, do you count Shaft as a as a as a superhero? He's he's no. basically a fucking comic no. hero. Shaft is not a superhero. And what separates between Shaft and Luke Cage is that Luke Cage has superpowers, but that's about it. But like, I'm being real with you, like the Luke Cage show, like it's I. Right. I liked it. I liked Man. Home again, and I liked Luke Cage being super cool, super strong, and not giving a shit most of the time. You just didn't want to go the, back to prison. The two things that like, the, the, well, the two like good Marvel Netflix shows were were Punisher and Daredevil. That's that's my hot take. That the rest were kind of yeah. Those are the only and first season of Jessica Jones. First season of Jessica Jones. I'm, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you first. But season that went heavily because of fucking David Tennant, like that. Yeah, yeah. David Tennant as the Purple Man was. A- David Tennant was so the Purple Man was so good, but um, as we wind down, I was gonna like I was actually gonna Deshaun stole my debate. I was gonna say what well like the best Netflix Marvel shows because as much as I love Luke Cage, Punisher and Daredevil, both are amazing. Killed it. Like I did, I had so much fun watching both both of those one and two seasons. And they kicked, they, they stepped up a notch for both the second season. But uh, do you guys have your uh, ending question that you guys want to ask? Um, question. So, ooh, I got one. Oh, this kind of ties into the DC fandom. Um, if you could see any um, live action supervillain uh, put on the big screen, who would it be? Mm-hmm. That is uh, cool. I want justice, and I want. I wanted to say, you know, do Mister Freeze right, but I think no one's no one's ready for that. Uh, uh well, they already did Rachel Ghoul, so mm-hmm. right. Rachel Ghoul is one of my favorites. They did uh, Bane pretty well. I like. I like this. Ta- I like that take on Bane. Yo, fucking Hugo Strange. Okay, Hugo Strange. so all right, all right. now. Like, that's a weird choice, but hear me out. Hugo Strange deals with, like, the psychology of Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we all, we've all seen Batman, you know, beat people up, you know, do the superhero stuff. But we, as an audience, haven't truly delved into Bruce Wayne's psychology yet on the big screen. Mm-hmm. What is Bruce Wayne about? One of them, I would, I would also want to do, like, the bat that who laughs on the live screen? The Batman who laughs on the live screen would be amazing. That whole that would be amazing. Would be, but like I just amazing. couldn't see it being done without it being bastardized because yeah, that storyline is so good, but it also deals with a lot of stuff on like the big DC plane that like the movies just aren't going to cover. Do you think that would have to be an animated movie? 
That would have to be yeah. animated. Like, I, w- I would take it animated. I, I don't want a live-action Batman who laughs. Mm. I would be too scared that it would fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, because... What, what if they marketed it? Like, if, what if they based it around being a straight, like, horror movie? Well, oh, I mean, my gosh. No, I would... You know what I want to see? I want to see a Batman Who Laughs origin movie. Like... Oh, that yeah, that goes through the origin. Yeah. Like, that would be freaking cool as heck. I like, like I like to see Red Hood done right on the big screen. In the live screen? All right. Yeah. Let me let me give uh my answer. And this is this is this is um surprising. Not surprising, but this is like this is kind of just not me. Gonna He's gonna say Victor Sad, aren't you? No, no, it's not even a Batman villain. <laughs> oh. It's a Superman villain. Uh, oh, Mr. Oh. Mr. Listic. I don't know how to say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. The, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah, fifth yeah. dimensional imp who comes. I want to see a movie where he's not probably like the main villain, but he's one of the villains. Ooh. Because I feel like the visuals in that movie would be really amazing. Like, I feel like they could do a lot, a lot of stuff like, like kind of like the Doctor Strange movie or with um, the uh, Quantum Realm. In, um, See, for that though, you would have to get a Doctor Fate movie. Now that would be something to watch. Well, I'm gonna be real with you. Like Doctor Fate's kind of lame. Outside of like what? him popping, he has he's a, one of those characters. Like he's cool when he relies on like another character, but by himself, he's kind of lame. Okay. But um, though to be, you might have to be waiting a while for that that movie because as for Superman villains, they can't even get Lex Luthor right, and the clips of the Snyder cut, they can't get Darkseid right apparently either. Oh yeah, I saw the freaking. I didn't want to talk about the Snyder cut, but look, man. can we get Metallo? Yeah, can we get a good Metallo, man? Metallo's cool. Yeah, Metallo's pretty cool. Um. I uh, let's see who did I want? I wanted uh, who did I? I said this in the past. I wanted someone as Lex Luthor. But I can't remember his name. Ah, uh, God's gonna. Can we just get Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor? Yeah. Just imagine him sitting there. He's just like, I hate that Superman. I mean, I hate Superman. I'm the one who knocks. No. <laughs> Uh, or, um, yeah, one second, let me look at this name. Da, 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 da. Uh, what is his name? Oh, yeah. Here, here's a good ending question for you guys. Was DC animated Lex Luthor Black? Yeah. Yes. Because I, I believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> you Look, can't and, tell me otherwise. And the reason I know he's black is because in the Harley Quinn show, he was black. <laughs> And you might say he wasn't, but he was black to me. Damn it! I, I always—I don't know. Like his skin color, like fluctuated sometimes. No, it was—he was a light skin dude. Growing up watching the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and the Superman show, the way he talked, the way he acted, I always thought he was a brother. Yeah, he's and black. If, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, look up Justice League Unlimited or the Superman animated series and look up that Lex Luthor. And just watch that man is this. That man is a whole black man. That whole is Yeah, I, we we've never seen him young, so we've never seen what his hair looks like because you know, that that would be the biggest determinator because like, you know, Lex Luthor when he's young has orange hair. It's like the canon, so like right. if 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 they would show a flashback and he got, you know, 
little naps on his head, then that'll be true. But <laughs> this man is, 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 he's, you cannot tell me this man isn't black. Like, I'm looking yeah, at pictures of him right now. You cannot, like, there's no way <laughs> this man is not a light skinned black man. Yeah, like, there's no way you can tell me this man is an, a light skinned black man who just hates Superman. And, there's no way you can tell me. Like, I'm looking at the picture. Uh, yeah, like, he's just a light-skinned black dude, dude. I have eyes. Like The I first see. question that comes up when you look up the Google image is, uh, what ethnicity is Lex Luthor? Like, he could be, he could be playing... Is Lex Luthor black and enemy? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito as Lex Luthor. Right? Uh, yes, but no. Like, he has, like, the mentality. Like, he can do the cold businessman. He, he can do the cold businessman. But, like, physicality, no. Well, yeah. Because, like, that's one of the things about, like, that I hate about, uh, what's-his-face is Lex Luthor in the DCEU. Uh, um, Jesse I, Eisenberg's. Yeah. I, I hate it because he has no physicality to it. No. Like, because, like, Lex Luthor is, like, he's, like, low-key the peak of humanity. He's, like, like fucking imagine- rich smart guy who's like kind of buff also you could you could like imagine besides the whole merging his dna to make um whatever uh what was it doomsday at the end all the stuff he did with like coercing the government and the senator and all that background shady stuff imagine that but with the animated lex luther like that would have been cold like the way what he did is completely lex luther but him going about the way he it, acted acted was not yeah but i don't know let's see what what does everyone what do you what do you guys what do the listeners at home think because you can you can definitely tweet us at the real podcast or you know and always make sure to listen to listen to us at www.reup-podcast.com and we're on soundcloud just look for our name the real podcast i like to, i just kind of didn't mean to cut everyone off, but we are one of our longer episodes, and I just want to save some rest, some juicy bits into the next episode. That being said, when all when DC fandom is over, right? But like other than that, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and we will see everyone next weekend.